Hello and welcome to the Storybrooke podcast. This is episode 20, our book club episode for chapter 10 of The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Um, I'm Graham and with me today I have... Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Ailish. Hi, I'm Liv. So, chapter 10. What did we all think? Y'all want to talk about a painting, moving yes, rooms? I would. <laughs> Literally furniture movement. <laughs> I, I'd also like to talk about how there is big old gay subtext in this chapter. Yes. In Dorian Gray. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Tell me. Tell me all about it. Well, okay. Should we do first do like a summary of the chapter? Okay, so what happened was uh, Dorian spooked by the picture and then he moved it. <laughs> Into <Yes>. another room. <laughs> he did also get a key. Yeah. <laughs> he acquired a key. Oh yeah, he did. And the people were weird about the key. They were like, why do you want a key to your own house? Like, How dare you want to go to this room in your home? Everyone does baby Dorian, like, a lot. He's like, hey, can I just mm. get that key? And she's like, goodness, you're not intending to live in there, are you? And he's like, no, I just I just want the key. I don't know. They, they are very aware that he cannot make decisions for himself ever. Oh my god. It's a bit much, really. Which is true. Honestly, I don't blame Dorian for going, like, a bit off the rails. I would, too, at that point. It would drive sure. me up the wall. It's yeah. like when you live with your parents when you're an adult, which is mm. I've done oh, for about yeah. a year or two recently, and they still sort of ask you questions about what you're doing all the time. Like, oh, you want a key for the room? <laughs> what do you live in? You're like, am I 15? Hmm, I forgot. Yeah, right? <laughs> so what, also a thing that happened is he's incredibly paranoid about the, this guy, Victor, who is the mm. Um He just, he really doesn't trust Victor for literally no reason. Victor has done nothing wrong. Hashtag Victor did nothing wrong. Mm. Um, and yet... Mm. He also, like, briefly is like, actually, you know what, maybe maybe I'll meet someone nice and we'll fall in love and um, I'll become a good person and then the portrait will look nice again. He just pondered this for, like, a good moment. Then he's like, True. no, it can never be. Oh, I'm not into old. the core now. It's like, the but then he's up, also he's like, like, ugh, nah. but I'll get old, so I'll be I'll ugly anyway, so it doesn't gross. matter if I'm a good person. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God, Dorian, you terrible person. And then he reads a book that Henry gave him, which was a bad oh, idea. Yeah. Which I wondered it to start with if it was um, that book by the Marquis de Sade, but I don't think it is. The timeline doesn't add up, but it's similar mm, vibes, just about yeah. some dude in France doing weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, up to who knows what. Yeah. And he's very enthralled <laughs> by this book. Yep. He just reads a book, and then he meets Henry, and Henry's like, oh, were you reading? He's like, Yes. It was dreadful. He also does get very upset at the idea of an obituary. <laughs> he sees the thing right. about Sybil and he's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's like this, This it's like an entire newspaper that's just like, there was an inquest into her death. It was found that she'd, you know, committed suicide, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he's like, oh my God, why would they print that in the newspaper? It's ugly. No one should put ugly things in the newspaper. And I'm like, Dory, you are the worst. You're the worst kind of person, actually. <laughs> what newspaper do you think Dorian would read? God, I don't know. The Telegraph. Know. I think it's the Telegraph, <laughs> yeah. The telegraph. Like, it sounds like a Telegraph reader thing to yeah. do. It's like, how dare oh, you print sure. something that makes me think about stuff slightly? Yeah, ew. Ew, gross. Dorian <laughs> would, like... the world? No thinking. No. Dorian would be upset about COVID, but only because he's like, I don't like wearing a mask. It doesn't go with my Wearing a mask outfit. doesn't make me look pretty. <laughs> my party got cancelled. My party's got cancelled. It's not fair. Like, oh my God, I have Dorian. to have less staff in my house. 
I did read um, an article kind of at the start of the pandemic about um, all the socialites that live in the Hamptons. And it was Mm. basically about how, because their staff had to look after their own kids and stuff like that, how they, like, suddenly had, like, no one doing anything for them, which (laughs) apparently was a pretty big lifestyle change. Yeah, Um, I bet it was. Yeah. To be fair, it was written specifically by having interviews with, like, their housekeepers and stuff. It was not interviews with the rich people, because I I actually could not have stood that. No. (laughs) Yeah, like, to be a fly on a wall when a socialite is complaining that, oh my god, my maid couldn't make it in this week because, you know, this whole COVID thing. I don't think I want to be a fly on the wall because I don't genuinely think I could listen to that. be horrible. A poisonous fly on the wall, perhaps. A poisonous fly. (laughs) A little bitey spider on the wall. Bitey horse fly. Yes. Excellent. Although I think a mask would have solved all of Dorian's problems, though, because technically then would the <laughs> painting be wearing a mask and then he wouldn't have seen the change and then it would all be fine. <laughs> That's quite funny, But the painting actually. would get COVID instead, right? The painting would get COVID. <laughs> Is he immune to disease? Ooh! Like, so, I, well, I, it's not touched on, I don't think, right? I think but he all might All physical be. maladies seem to get seem to be inflicted upon the painting instead, right? Like, yeah. Like, physical something that is uh, bad yeah. happens to the painting. Do you think if it was, like, not a full-body painting, only his head would not age? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's just no. got an old body. He's, like, oh, he's like half sort of ancient, and then he's just got this very fresh, shiny head. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> he no, just no. had a little surgery. <laughs> That's all. It looked really... <laughs> not good. <laughs> not, not good. <laughs> So, the gay subtext. Sorry, Liv. We derailed you slightly. Oh, yeah. The gay subtext. Give me just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's not even really subtext, not gonna lie. Let me let me scroll to my highlights. Because that's a couple Lucious of quotes isn't I didn't really enjoy. I know, so I, I have must... a fun quote. I must say. Which was, um, he, he says, Basil could have saved him, but it was too late now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it's before that, he's and... like... I could fall in love and that could change me. Basil could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but not quite. Okay, so this is this is about Basil. The love that he bore him, for it was really love, had nothing in it that was not noble and intellectual. It was not that mere physical admiration of beauty that is born of the senses and that dies when the senses tire. It was such love as Michelangelo had known and Montagni and Winkle- Winkleman and Shakespeare himself. Yes, Basil could have saved him. Now, what class... Unites all those men. Were they all? <laughs> all gay, perhaps. All a little bit. All a little bit gay. gay. He's like gay but homophobic because he's like I'm gay but not in like a not in like a sexual way. Like, like I'm homosexual but in a, a non-sexual way. And he would have been artistic on, way. Yeah, he would have loved the Tumblr discourse about what kind of gay you are and how gay you yeah. are. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. His split attraction model would be off the charts. He would love it, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm actually, I'm aesthetic sexual. I'm gay yeah. just for the aesthetic. <laughs> he is gay Not for just like for the aesthetic. Way. We love this. Or, or would it be homoesthetical? Homoestheticism. Homoestheticism. That like a word that could be a thing. Homoestheticism, yeah. I think, is definitely a thing. I think there is definitely like a way to describe the way, for example, that like a gay man paints another man or the or mm. the way a gay woman paints another woman there's definitely like a queer um i was gonna say queer eye which is that's the show queer eye yeah there <laughs> like, is a queer eye welcome to queer eye <laughs> welcome you know what i mean though like uh like you get um 
the queer gaze, I suppose. Heck, queer mm. gaze. <laughs> the <laughs> queer gaze. <laughs> the queer gaze. Like the female gaze. Yeah, but the, it's the gay. The gay gaze. The gay. The gaze. The gaze. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think oh, that I is like it. to an extent what he's describing there. It is sort of um, yep. he's you know the whole like. Uh, man written by a woman yeah. thing that's been going around. Yeah. He's like a man written by a gay man. Yeah, he is, because he was. Which he is. Yeah, <laughs> in facts, in fact, he is. It's facts, all coming together. <laughs> yeah. I, I do enjoy that, like, he's like, oh no, I must cover my painting forever, and then picks, like, the most beautiful little purple and gold wrap to wrap it in. Right? Like, I literally wrote, be like, oh, yeah. a sheet. I literally wrote, like, he even gave his painting a little cape. <laughs> He did give his painting a little cape. Good for him. But yeah, anyway, that's the gay subtext because all the people that he describes Basil being like were gay or wrote mm. sonnets towards men, for example, with Shakespeare. So I probably thought that Shakespeare was bi. Maybe not the word that they would have used. Mm. But There's you know. some, something Either way, gay about there's it. There's something gay. Yeah. You know what? I just... Go watch Twelfth Night. There is no heterosexual explanation for that play. There we go. I love Kids. True. So there we go. Good. I had to do it for, for Lucius. For Lucius. Because he is yeah. my babe. But yeah, I just... There's some cracking quotes, though, in this chapter. Mm, go on. The other one was my favourite, which this is about the painting. Um... Now it was to hide something that had corruption, had a corruption of its own, worse than the corruption of death itself, something that would breed horrors and yet would never die. What the worm was to the corpse, his sins would be to the painted image on the canvas. They would mar its beauty and eat away its grace. They would defile it and make it shameful. And yet the thing would still live on. It would always be alive. Oscar Wilde really said, I've seen writers that use subtext and they're cowards. And I'm not one of them. <laughs> like... No. I won't be doing that, actually. I won't be doing Not that. Today. Let me spell out exactly for you what this painting is doing. But yeah, I really, like, I don't know, I just think that's a really fun quote. Mm. Um, And, like, I don't know, I also like that he's, like, uh, for a moment he's like, oh my god, how awful, I have this ugly, ugly painting. And then by the end of the chapter he's like, but I'm gonna be young and hot forever. So, like, does it really matter? No one's gonna see the portrait. So, like, it's fine. I like that it kind of gets to, like, a, oh, well, I could be good and it would look nice, but I'm gonna get old anyway, so may as well just do whatever I want. It's gonna be nice anyway. (laughs) He's such an idiot. I guess he feels like he's dealt with it, you know? Like, he's put it in the other room. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit worried that, uh, he might do something to ensure the silence of these... Dorian, I think we can agree, is not at murdering people levels yet. Um, He has been responsible for deaths, but he would not actively kill someone so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's still, like, he's so paranoid about this um, Victor guy. I'm concerned that because the the guy who moved the painting, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I was like... Uh, did I forget? Does he? I was like, is he going to murder him at the end of this chapter? Because it really felt I'm worried for his well-being. Yeah. A lot. I was like, hello. He seemed like a nice guy, if a bit full on. Yeah, a bit weird, but like, fine. He was really fun. He was like, hello, Mr. Grey, you're looking just beautiful this evening. Would you like to see an antique picture frame? It's like, I only need pictures for one person, and it's you. Can I come into your home and move your furniture? Thank you. He's like, yes, I just need to move this furniture. Now make sure you keep that cover on it, because I don't want it getting scratched. (laughs) Can we look at it? No. (laughs) No. No, you can't. No. No touchy. He's so fine with it, though. He's just like, oh, okay, fair. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> the most suspicious. No! It is weird. No. It's so suspicious. I've written down something which I assume is a quote. 
but I, I didn't put it in quote marks like a week ago when I read it. And it's just three words, and I hope it's a quote, because if not, I must have been having some kind of uh, mental break during this chapter. I've written, bestial, sodden, and unclean. Yep. That's what his face yeah. is going to look like, mm-hmm. apparently. Oh, is that in the passage you just read with the worms? No, no, no. It's It comes after that bit where he's describing mm. how ugly his face is going to be again. Why is his face going to be sodden, you know? <laughs> no, I think, I also think it's really... Do they cry a lot? Like, well, I think that's partially it. Like, he doesn't have, like... Well, he only wants to feel, like, happy emotions. So, like, Mm. any negativity that he feels the canvas has for him. So, like... So I suppose that runs the the suggestion that um, ageing is experiencing and therefore by not ageing he is becoming emotionally detached from the world as well as being physically detached. Yeah. Mm. So it's linking physical sensation to emotional sensation there. Yeah. I think also it's, like, it kind of goes beyond that, is that, like, because literally all Dorian cares about is staying young and beautiful forever, like, mm. he just doesn't care about anything that much. And then that's, True. like, especially after this chapter when he reads the book that Lord Henry has given him, which is just about a man doing a load of sin, and he's, like, he's disturbed by it, but he's kind of obsessed with it. Like, he is, like, fascinated by it. Like, it just really cements that, like, his life is dedicated to being young and beautiful and chasing, like, hedonistic values. Like, he doesn't care about anything else except for that, which is why he is detached from people, because, like, he like he doesn't need to care about people beyond them, like, being nice to him. No. it's They don't matter. He's, his end goal is just yeah. to continue, I suppose. Yeah, because even if he had a... But... Even if he had a partner, he would eventually not be in love with them anymore for whatever reason, especially if they aged. Yeah. Like, I mean, with Sybil Vane, it wasn't even that she'd aged or anything. It's just that she didn't, like, fit the idea that he had of her in his head. But it was that she'd changed, in a sense. Yeah, it was was that she's changed. Like, no one is going to say the same as he is. Mm. So he just doesn't care about them. Good. Good content. Mm. Very good. He's very much not a man of change. (laughs) No. Well, he he is changing at the moment. I suppose he will... Stop changing, or when once he hits that sort of uh, complete detachment, yeah, we'll see. We will see. Well, we I will see. see. Everyone else has already read it. I haven't. <laughs> no, no one. Oh, yeah, no sorry. one except me has. Are you the only person this week? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, so much foreknowledge. Mm. You have all the power. Yeah, it's a happy ending, actually. You guys, he um, he just snaps out of it next chapter. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, it seems where we're heading. Yeah. I shouldn't move my furniture so much. It turns yeah. out the painting yeah. he has like ten change. chapters of growth. <laughs> the, the painting's just like running slightly. It's been a hot day. <laughs> Someone just stuck a sticker over his mouth. <laughs> like, Someone just drew a sad night. face on top of yeah. it. And he's, like, oh. <laughs> he's just being pranked. He's Victor the Valley. He's just like slowly making the face sadder and sadder. Oh my like, god! It is a prank. It'd it's be a not art they don't anything. It's just like with a pen, just a big sad yeah, face. Like, and yeah, yeah. like, oh it's my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a prank, though, it would be quite fun. I mean, obviously, don't do this at home, kids, but like to go into someone's house and just like slightly change their paintings. <laughs> yeah, just moving everything, like. Just change things, add something in. They might not notice. Just like left. people do pranks where they add people into family photos, like Nicholas Cage funny. or something. I love mm. that post. It's so funny. Yeah. Very good time. <laughs> just Basil sneaking in. I also and have one other quote. Oh, go for it. Um, which is, I just found a weird Oscar Wilde um, posh vibes thing. But he just he, when he's talking about the uh, the 
Framer. He says he has the true tradesman's dislike of seeing a gentleman doing anything useful. <laughs> Which is, it's like, it's almost a cutting remark against gentlemen, but actually it's just, it feels in context like he's just saying, yeah, these are the people who do work. Look at them go. <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> he's like, oh, there he goes. Hmm. Yeah. I really like that Lord Henry just like was sat and waiting at him for the club for presumably hours. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just gets there and like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I was reading. And Henry's like, okay, cool, get in. <laughs> we must go to the opera. We must go to the opera. Or is it just dinner that they're having? I think it's just dinner that they're having, yeah. Mm, just sitting around in clubs and going for dinner. That's kind of all they do, I suppose. Do you think it would get boring? Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I guess that's the thing, is that like, I mean, being like a lord or a lady in this time period does seem like it would eventually just get like, boring. Like, you need right? a lot of like, stuff Like, to what do. are you doing all day? Like, if you're doing sort of political machinations, like you're trying yeah. to, you know, social climbing, that could be fun, yeah. maybe. But otherwise, why? Like, although, to be fair, I think that is, that is, like, a theory, though, of why, like, the suffragettes kind of started in the first place, is that, like, all these ladies suddenly realised, like, oh my god, we're doing nothing all day, we don't yeah, like, even have rights. So they started, like, organising and stuff like that. It's not, obviously, it's not the only reason... But, the time and the social network yeah, to organise. It's kind of one of the, it's kind of one of these theories of the like. Also, um, it's actually really interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day. No such thing as a fish. It's the QI podcast. If you want to check it out, they're not they're not affiliated with us. I just really like the podcast, and they were talking about how um, one of the main suffragette meeting places in 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 London was at a tea room called Arthur's Tea Room. And it was actually mm. named after a woman whose middle name was Arthur, but they wouldn't—they couldn't oh. use a woman's name as the for, as the name of the tea room because I think her name was like Matilda or something like that. They couldn't use her name as the main meeting place because then people have been like, oh, they're meeting at a place that's got a woman's name, suffragettes. <laughs> but if they're a meeting at a location? place that's called Arthur's, so they're like, oh, never mind. Then they're meeting at a man's tea room, which I think is mm. very silly. That's very um, funny. <laughs> It's also referenced in uh, the Enola Holmes film, actually. Which is, is it? Yeah, um, which is actually oh. a, a fine movie. There's a lot good. of good little details in that yeah, film. It, it was solidly a fun two hours, or however mm. long it is. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's like it is like one of the theories that like one of the reasons why like women's rights really took off around that era is that like women kind of had more time to well, do stuff it's uh, also like one of the well, reasons some women yeah yeah ritual, <laughs> yes. that's what i mean it's like i was literally just about to say oh, <laughs> like is that ritual women have more time where it's like which is why also like you don't see as many like suffragettes that weren't like from that upper class because f- during mm. the industrial revolution if you were a working class woman you were working at all times mm. so yeah it's also one of the reasons why we need class consciousness and stuff we're not. I'm not mm. going to get super into it, but like, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. say intersectionality. What? Intersectionality. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, yeah. But I think it's like a. I think it's a fun social theory anyway. And then also, again, if you if you see, it's like also with the rise of feminism, also in the 50s and 60s, because with the um, technological revolution, women didn't have to work in the house all day because if you had a washing machine or a dishwasher, that was suddenly like hours of your life back Mm. and again women found themselves like in the home and kind of bored and also being like 
is this it? And so then we have second wave feminism with women wanting to join the... Also because during the 1940s, obviously, women had actually had jobs for a bit. And then all the men came mm. back from the war and was like, we want our jobs back. And they were like, oh, but I was having a great time. And they're like, nope, no job for you. Get back in the house. So yeah, I just think no it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, no more financial independence. No more wearing pants. You get back in the house and you wear a skirt. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really interesting that you can link like waves of feminism to women actually having time to consider like their social standing and stuff like that. So yeah, so I just think it's interesting. So yeah. Talking about women, there is a quote I highlighted at one point where he just talks about Lady Radley and calls her a pretty professional invalid, <laughs> which is terrible. Aww. But also, <laughs> sounds great. Ailish, I was going to say. Ailish, no. <laughs> Hello, listeners. I'm disabled. Sorry. You shouldn't call people invalids. <laughs> but... You are a professional, though. You have, like, I a am jewelry ver- making I'm professional. business. I'm professional. You're professional. And pretty. You're a girl boss. <laughs> you are very pretty. Thank you. Compliments, hey, Corner. Hey, listeners, go to Fable Daisy on Etsy. Ailish oh, sells some really you. great jewellery. Hell yeah. So Especially the Halloween-y stuff. So oh my god, yes. I love all the Halloween-y stuff. your seasonal stuff at Fable Daisy. Hell <laughs> yes! Hello, spooky people. Come find me. <laughs> Also, though, just to be, just to let you know, she does read everything that you put in the little messages. So, like, just as a warning, <laughs> yeah, that's he can't yeah, put anything weird in there. I've had some interesting gift messages, <laughs> which I love. It makes my day. Um, I've had so people. Um, I sell Shira earrings, so I've had people being like this insert fictional character will love you. Like, stuff like that. And, and then I've also had people role-playing as YouTubers, which is my very favourite <laughs> thing. Yes. That yes. was my favourite one, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone just wishing their friend a happy birthday, but it was like, to Drew from Danny, as in Drew Gooden and Danny Gonzalez. Not affiliated, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> just made me giggle. Very good. It's very good content. But yeah, we can see all of that stuff. <laughs> but if you want to leave me a note about Dorian Gray, go for it. <laughs> Tell mm. me your yeah. thoughts on the Any book. Any plans for Dorian-related yeah. earrings? I don't know what they'd be. Oh, I'd Ooh. love earrings that. that age. <gasps> little paintings. We'd love some Dorian. I don't know Just how little I'd picture do frames that. would be so yeah. cute. Like half unveiled, <gasps> with like a portrait behind them. I oh. have gold. I have gold vinyl. <gasps> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, I'd love that <laughs> little portrait earrings. Oh my god! Yes, you I'm could or just just in your heart shaped earrings. Just the Storybrooke podcast. Just in your little heart shaped <laughs> earrings. <laughs> yes. So, of like, your earrings, which ones do you think Dorian would wear? <laughs> ooh. Oh. Um, I think oh. he'd love the cherry ones. Actually, I have them. Yeah. They're great. Yes. he does love fruits and stuff like that. Mm. <laughs> Okay, baby, that's not where I was going. He does love the fruits. (laughs) He loves the fruit. He does. Can't deny it, yeah. (laughs) I Um. meant the strawberries. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, I could do little strawberries. Yeah. Um, He would probably, he's so dramatic, he'd probably get some custom little heart-shaped things with something dramatic in there. Or Dorian, yes. Mm, I love that. Because he only thinks about himself. (laughs) That'd be so cute, actually. I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone else in the book would wear any earrings. <laughs> I 
think they'd be caught dead. Lord Henry would be like, get them out. Lord Henry would, for would sure. Would he? No, he okay. would. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like the swords. Mm. <gasps> we love the yes. swords. <laughs> the swords are really cool. They're really I love the Shira sword earrings for my absolute fair. Mm. Okay, we can stop promoting my little shop now. Thank you, guys. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> It's free advertising. Yeah, really I'll take it. it. <laughs> I will take it. Thank you very much. And if anyone wants to... Fable Daisy on Etsy. Yeah, Fable okay. Daisy, come hit me up with your opinions on the podcast and how much you love this yeah. book. <laughs> the weirdest possible message in your gift message. This is a challenge. Yes. Go wild. Hey, nice. Go wild. Oh my like gosh, go wild. We should have had that as oh like a Oh my god, go wild. Go wild. That's oh. so good. Okay, we have to start using that. Why aren't we smarter? <laughs> Yeah, I think that should, should be our episode title this week. Yeah, go wild. Hashtag go wild. I've literally Sorry, that was typing noises there. Uh, <laughs> I've literally taken a marketing course. Why have I never thought of this? That's so good. I love this. I will say in my in my bio for my drag insta, it, it is drag king gone wild. Wild spelled like nice. Mr. Wild. Very good. Nice. I love that. It's cool. I like it. I was very pleased when I came up with it. You are very cool. <laughs> Thank. You. Oh man. Also, can I just say that I think a death mm. by misadventure is maybe my favourite um <gasps> yes. euphemism. That is actually really good. <laughs> death by misadventure. That's how I want to go out personally. Um Yep. I think it's very fun. <laughs> On my gravestone, please write death by misadventure. Death oh, by misadventure. Yeah. I will. Um I also love that Dorian's just like, but I didn't kill her and I'm like, okay, yes, technically not Dorian. But she but, was dead, right? <laughs> like, like the result. if you really had nothing to do with it, why did your portrait change? Hmm. Mm. Mm. Much to think about. Much to think about, Dorian. I do like Is him he a lot. In denial. But what, like, Still? like no, I don't like him anymore. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things that like makes me upset about this chapter. Is that like very briefly he's like, I wish I'd told Basil. I wish I'd just like been honest and said, look, this happened, I'm scared. And also the bit where he's mm. like, maybe I could be a good person and, you know, and the portrait would go back to normal and then I could show everyone Basil's lovely portrait, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it just makes me really upset where he's like, oh, but I'd be ugly. Oh no. Like it just <laughs> upsets me. Kind of and I know, return, I know right? that it's the point of the book and it is to show that like yeah. he is actually beyond like redemption at this point. But you know, doubling down. I was rooting for him. We were all rooting for him. You know, he was the chosen one. He was not the chosen one. He's just a fun little lad. But some guy. He's just a little. It's lad. worst as well because he points out how much Basil wouldn't care if he got ugly and old. He's like, but Basil I wouldn't know. care. Yeah. Basil wouldn't mind. Basil would. He's so I close to getting it. The right? best thing about Basil is that Basil would also find beauty in him still. Like maybe not like physical mm. beauty anymore, but like he would still be like Dorian. You're still beautiful, and I love yeah. that. But unfortunately, his character. the Dorian Basil love story or... is not to be. No. Yeah, what? But God, could oh. you imagine how uh, how annoying Dorian would be? Because right. I imagine if Dorian kind of stayed where he's at now and then got with Basil, Basil would probably do a portrait of him maybe like every five to ten years, 
and he'd probably mm. at the very end put them all in an exhibition and it would have been gorgeous but god can you imagine how infuriating Dorian would be because he'd be like yeah look at me when I'm 20 I'm so much hotter and Basil would be like but I love the way you look now because it's age appropriate for me to fancy you and he'd be like no why don't you want 20 year olds and he's like because I'm a normal person and I want to go out with someone my age Ugh, man. But, you know, I just... Yeah. What could have been? Love you, Basil. Love of my Miss life. Miss you, Basil. Miss you, Come Basil. Back book, Come back please. into the book, bestie. <laughs> He's been kiss. gone a while, hasn't he? Really? Yeah. He visited after the death. Yeah, but then... that doesn't count. <laughs> no, he was barely yeah, in n- it. Not a, lot of, not a lot of Basil content. Just a lot of Lord Henry. Mm. Yeah. Too much. Not a lot of Lord Henry's sister. I thought we might we might see more of her this chapter. Yeah. She was oh, but she's so fun. Bring her back. Bring her back. But yeah, we'll see. We will see what happens next. Does anyone else have any other points from this very short chapter? It was so short. <laughs> so short. I love that Dorian has part of his house that's just been locked up because he's not a child and doesn't have lessons anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. we couldn't turn it into like backstory cool. thing about how he doesn't like his his dad uh, his, well it's his adopted guardian isn't it it's like his yeah is it his great uncle or something it's his like grandfather that? i think mm. he doesn't like him very much apparently he was he implies mean. that he was bad parenting mm. yes yeah and then he was like i'm not sure if it's specific but not a good time there's also just like a lot of random stuff in his attic where he's like ah oh, yes so many things up here that pop that portrait over there goodbye <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand why they've locked away his like old school room. Surely you just change it into like a different room, like another parlor or something. Like he has mm, so it's, many. It's kind rooms. of only him in the house now, right? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't need them all. It's like even his servants like, oh my god, but it must be so dusty and cobwebby. And I'm like, wow, y'all are really not using that room like at all. It's a thing, though, right? Like, to, if you sort of your family, which has a large house, is either like diminished or has less money then you told you just shut down like a wing of the house right i guess or is that just too many gothic novels speaking to me yeah i mean uh, maybe that's a gothic novel thing but then also i think that is like fun and funky fresh if it is kind of like a hearkening to a gothic novel you know mm. Mm. slight gothic vibes slight gothic vibes of dorian and his big fancy house locking the portrait away no go With... to the forbidden wing i think <laughs> also like you know maybe it's maybe i'm getting a bit too metaphorical here but i think it's also that i think it's interesting that it's locked away in a part of like the house where he used to learn lessons mm. yeah. no lessons will be learned <laughs> no now. lessons shall be learned now lock it away this no is, more learning for Dorian. this is the same way as you were a child and now you will stay young forever yeah. <laughs> i hadn't actually picked up on that that's good mm. that's one for the those actually trying to study the book seriously at home there you go <laughs> There you go. For you guys. Symbolism. <laughs> yeah, also the symbolism Ooh. of like the part of the room that he doesn't like because it has bad memories for him, and also the way that Dorian do- is like at this point just ignoring anything that he doesn't personally like. Yeah, mm. dissociates it from himself, right? He's, He's like, like, oh, like I didn't sorry, do that. that wasn't me. Uh, bad vibes, and I wouldn't do like, that. Bad yeah. vibes. Anyway. Bye. Locking my bad vibes in the it. attic. Locking the bad vibes in the attic. God, I'd very Mister Rochester of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of gothic humour for you guys. Mm. Love. excellent thank you I love Jane Eyre I love Jane Eyre so much 
I do wish what that is... Jaina... Sorry, guys. Spoilers for Jaina, a 200-year-old novel. I really wish that Jaina <laughs> had ended with her murdering Mr. Rochester. It would have been good. <laughs> it would have been so much better. I would have loved it. Because, like, the entire book is like, wow, boy, howdy, this man is abusive. And at the end, she's like, we're in love. Because he's physically incapable of being alive without actually relying on me at all times. <laughs> what is everyone's favourite gothic novel? That's a fun question. Ooh. Mine is Wuthering Heights, big time. It's my fave. I think I'm with you, Liv. I think I'm going to go for the basic choice and go Frank. for Frankenstein. Oh, wow, are you calling it's me basic? I'm calling us basic. It's a collective <laughs> insult. Also, the castle, all, of, though. the castle of Otranto is also pretty good. Mm, oh, really going back to the classics. Mm. Like that. Welcome. Sorry, I, I do love, love a good no- gothic novel. Jane Eyre is really good. good. I think Jane Eyre yeah. is fun because it's like the border between like gothic and romantic. It's fun. Mm. Yeah. I saw mm. a great theatre production of it once and it was... They just had the best coats to start with. Ooh. Sort of classic like big long coats. They had sort of the Regency coats going on. Excellent. And then it was just really nicely done. Very... Yeah. Everything, something felt wrong the whole time, you know? Nice. That's Ooh, good. what you want. I will also yeah. say, like, it's not actually, like, a gothic novel, because it's, like, prior to the gothic, but, like, I think one that has gothic vibes is Bluebeard. Oh, yeah. I mm. really, like... Are you, is that... If everyone's familiar with I'm Bluebeard... I'm okay. explain. So, Bluebeard mm. is... I'm not going to call it a fairy story, because it's not a fairy story, but it, it's kind of, like, mm. in that in that vein. Um, essentially, there is a young, poor woman who lives in a village, and the lord of the, um, like, the big castle on the hill or whatever comes down to the village, sees her, and asks for her hand in marriage. He's called Bluebeard because he has a Bluebeard. Shocking. Um, and... Um, they're married, and on the first night, he says, you can go anywhere you want in the house, except for this one part of the house, which is locked with this key that I keep on my person at all time. And she's like, bit weird, but okay. Um, and she basically, while she's living there, she is plagued by nightmares and also curiosity about the locked door. So eventually she mm. steals the key, opens the door, and there hanging from the ceiling is the bodies of all of his previous wives who he has murdered it's not good so he is he has killed them and it's also like like during the book she like you know she asks him about his wives and he's like no no can't tell you about that and she's like "Mm, suspicious because she finds like portraits and stuff of all these women and Mm. then he finds her and is like i told you never to come in here and um basically it does end with her killing bluebeard and yeah. um, it's good. It's a good book. It's very much like a gothic novel, but it was mm. prior to the gothic novel. There's also um, a really good version of it in, oh gosh, what's it called? The Bloody Chamber. The Bloody Chamber. The Bloody Chamber. Thank yeah. you. Thank the you, Angela Carter one. The yeah. Angela Carter I did my coursework yeah. on it and love it. So Thank good. you so much. I was like, oh god, what is it? Um, yeah. And if you do, if you do like the Bloody Chamber, uh, may I recommend to you The World's Wife by Caroline Duffy. It's a it's a poetry anthology by Caroline Duffy, mm. and it's like kind of a fun twist on uh, regular fairy tales and things like that. It's pretty cool. Ooh. So yeah, more reading. But yeah, Bluebeard is a good. Sorry, more reading. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bluebeard I think is like very. You can see where gothic novels have taken like yeah. inspiration from. I yeah, think, you know, it's like an the young woman married tale. to an older man with a castle full of secrets. The inequalities, right? Yeah. And how they come into play. And like dark yeah, secrets and, you mm. know. Mm. 
I reread Wuthering Heights like every October and it definitely has a lot of that in it's always Ooh, good. I do good love Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights is my fave. I love it. It's so good. I just love it's all the, um, the descriptions of the moors. It's really fun. Mm, yes, yes, yes. It's good. It's I like good, all good the time. weird, the weird vibes of um, Wuthering Heights. Such a strange yeah. little book. I love Such it. Such a strange <laughs> book. We love it so much. Like, the Brontes were very much just like, we are weird little women, and now we shall share... Emily Bronte especially is like, would you yeah. like me to turn the intensity up to 10,000? Here we A go. A million percent. <laughs> Strap in. Strap in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done considerably well, considering it was a very small chapter. I think we have. I know. We, we all Correct. came into this pre-recording Look at saying, this will be 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're near 40. So Heck unless anyone yeah. has, has any um, last minute additions. Um, um, no, I do not. No, okay. Then I think we'll call it there. Uh, so yeah, go buy all of those earrings from Fable Deity on Etsy Shush. and Wuthering yeah. Heights. That's the yes. takeaway from this. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> okay, great. So um, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from everyone else. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We didn't practice that, so I'm glad you actually said something. <laughs> really awful, like. um, <laughs> thank you for listening to episode tw- 20. So many episodes. Wow. Yep. See you soon, um, nerds. We will see you next week for the next <laughs> chapter. <laughs> Which may be longer, it may not be. Let's find out. Let's hope. Goodbye. (laughs) Let's hope. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.